Welcome, everybody. You are listening to the very first episode of Cinematic Conversion. My name is Jace. And I'm Colin. And thank you for being here. (laughs) We are (laughs) so nervous. And, you know, if you're thinking of starting a podcast, it's... It's a lot of work, so just prepare yourself. It's no joke. So if the sound is ass, our bad then we don't really care. We're learning. So <laughs> we're learning, we're living, we're laughing, we're loving, but we do want to thank everyone for tuning in. I know for a fact, the five people who are probably tuning in are <laughs> uh, tuning in are literally people, our friends and family. So thank you for supporting. Us. Thank you to our five supporters. <laughs> thank you everybody. And also a special thank you to our BFFs over at spilt the podcast Parker and Sierra who basically taught us how to do everything. They helped us get all the equipment. They let us come over to their house to watch an episode and be a live audience. And it was so funny. <laughs> I genuinely don't think we could have done it without them. We had no idea what we were doing. So we just want to thank them. Absolutely. And so if you need a very funny, fun podcast to listen to, Spilt is the place to go. Um, their most recent episode, you can literally hear me and Colin laughing in the background. I did not know I was like not supposed to talk. So <laughs> sorry to them. I'm so sorry if you can hear me, but my bad, I guess. But we had the time of our lives. Not only did we laugh, but we learned a lot. So again, just big yes, thank you to Parker and Sierra. Um, okay. I mean, our very first episode. This has been a work in progress for years now i have been trying to get colin to do this podcast with me for what probably a year and a half a year and a half and he finally caved which we'll talk about today honestly really today we're going to keep it pretty simple um as we're trying to figure out what the heck we're even doing but we're thinking of really just talking about a you know i mean i guess if you didn't get from the name cinematic conversion colin and i love movies this is a movie podcast If you're tuning in, it's because you either already love movies um, or you're interested in maybe getting to know more about film or you just love your two favorite gays (laughs) and you're trying to support us even though this is embarrassing. But regardless of why you're here, we're grateful. And we are open to any sort of feedback. (laughs) So if it's ass, tell us it's ass. We will not care, but... No, we're just excited to honestly spend some time together, have a hobby during the winter. It's going to be fun. Um, And so with that, as I was saying, really today is going to be simple. We're really thinking about talking about A, why we love movies, and then B, why, why a podcast. And so first question up, Colin, why do you love movies? Well, where to really start? I feel like I have always found a lot to enjoy with movies ever since I was little I feel like I remember the first experience that came that comes to mind right now is when I I think I was in high school so like sophomore year maybe I remember I would always go to movies with like my family and whatnot and just like it was just like a form of escapism for me 
um, which I think a lot of people are that way. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think the first time that a movie really, I don't know, was very different from what I expected. Because I feel like a lot of mainstream movies um, kind of follow the same plot line and they always have like a happy ending, um, which is there's nothing wrong with that. But I think the first experience where I truly was like that movie was very different. And I don't know if I fully understood it was Inception back in high school. <laughs> Period. <laughs> and LOL, shout out to Cooper Hansen because I remember him and I going for the first time. I feel like both of us really, which Cooper, by the way, is one of my best friends from growing up. And he, him and I went to, the, to, to Inception and both of us just were like, I don't think we really understood that movie. But both of us really enjoyed it, but we weren't really entirely sure why. Yeah. So both of us, I think we ended up going three or four times to see it in theaters and we would read up on it. I just found that so fascinating that like, I don't know, that I saw a movie and I didn't understand it fully, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, ever since then, I just really enjoy movies that make me think and make me just like critically think about life in general. Um, not that Inception is like the pinnacle of <laughs> life-changing movies, but it's a good intro. It's a, it's a great, it's a great intro, movie. and it's a great movie. It's still one of my favorite movies ever. But I, yeah, I think that was the first experience. And then I remember going to a movie called Arrival, period, which is one of. Mine and Jace's favorites that we watch annually, LOL. Um, it's a movie that stars Amy Adams and just about, I mean, the premise of the movie is there's 12 random alien spacecraft that land on Earth and no one knows why. Yeah. And they have a really hard time communicating with the aliens or whatever life forms are on these ships. And it's mostly, not to spoil anything, but it's mostly just a movie about communication and, we'll do a full and language. Deep dive yeah. episode of Arrival. Because it's one of our favorites. Because it's one of our favorites. So that's to come. But yes, I agree. Arrival yeah. is, is incredible. But I remember going to that movie in theaters because I'd heard a lot of good things about it. And this was post mission. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, we watched it and I was blown away i feel like it was one of the first movies to ever truly like floor me where i just was like i was not expecting a lot of what happened and it was very different from what i was used to when it came to movies and just really expanded what i i what i i don't know what i thought i could enjoy yeah. in a movie and from there i think i've opened my mind to like exploring different genres and like exploring different types of like mind bending movies that yeah. aren't typically showcased within the mainstream. And so, yeah, those are like the first experiences. And I just think ever since then, I've really just been interested in like the craft of filmmaking. I find that very fascinating and it's yeah, definitely that's... your, <laughs> your, favorite hyperfixation. It Colin is my loves favorite. to tell me facts. Even from the time we first started dating, Colin loves to tell me all of the facts about 
you know, how many awards this this movie won, who directed it, why it's interesting. And that's been really fun. I feel like there's when you start to learn more of the elements of movie making, your appreciation definitely grows and you start to really appreciate how intentional everyone's been you know, with what they've been making. So I agree. That's something that you've taught me. Well, it's probably the most annoying thing about me. Not annoying. Because I, no, I (laughs) will just randomly pause the movie and be like, did you know so-and-so was also in this movie and they're co-starring again? And he's just like, so cool, Colin. Like, thanks for pausing the movie and telling me that. Not, I I love it. It's it's always a fun fact. I love a fun fact. So it's it's been fun. I'm full of dumb fun facts. So and I couldn't be happier. <laughs> but, I mean, because I feel like I I don't know from a young age was really just fascinated with movies and it really resonated with me. Yeah. But for you, like, what was like the turning point for you? Because I feel like when we first started dating not i don't know it just it seemed like not that it wasn't the medium that like most spoke to you but i do feel like your mindset has changed so what do you think is like the first major experience you had so yeah you're totally right i feel like movies for me started off very casual i've always really loved movies so i grew up in a disney house you know and i have really fond memories of disney movies with my siblings and my cousins and seeing the soundtracks so I feel like my um, all of my experience with movies was really positive. Um, and then as I was getting older, movies became a lot more about escapism, especially when I was like a teenager, right? Because, you know, backstory, if you're listening, you probably already know this, but I grew up LDS. Um, I'm gay, obviously, because I'm doing a podcast with my boyfriend. <laughs> We're roommates. We're roommates. Roomies. Roomies, Roomies who just really love each other a lot. Uh, no, with so, four pets. <laughs> with four pets. <laughs> no, so when I was a teenager, especially in high school, I feel like movies became about escapism. Especially, so I have, rom-coms were my bread and butter there for a long time. Just because it was the one chance I had to get at least a glimpse of the feeling that romance could bring. That felt very out of reach to me at the time. Like, it just felt mm-hmm. like something that would never happen to me, which can be a, a, a depressive depressing and a a sad feeling and so it was really like a lot about romance movies and then you know I I went on a mission I came home I came out and I don't know like rom-coms are still great but I didn't need that form of escapism anymore my life had kind of shifted and I think this kind of starts to get into the next question of why a podcast but you know when I met Colin and we first started dating I was in a point in my life where you know, I had just left my entire framework and worldview. You know, so when you grow up in a religion like the LDS faith, there's a lot of benefits. Those benefits being there's a lot of comfort. You know, like things are planned out for you. There's a lot of answers to everything. You feel like you understand the world completely. Like mm-hmm. it, think, it feels like everything is in a nice box that you understand and there's a path forward always. And when I came out, I was so relieved that I could be myself. And then I slowly came to the realization that like everything I believed in had just like fallen to the ground. And yeah. I was, it was just like all of a sudden it I like shatters your framework. Of exactly. And I'm, I'm sure yeah. you probably felt mm-hmm. similar feelings. I think that's a common experience. Yeah. I, yeah, that resonates with me a lot. And I 
it's very similar to my experience, you know, and I think movies were a comfort to me while yeah. I was trying to figure out really what I believed in. Um, and regardless of what you believe in, I also think that movies can affect you spiritually or emotionally, yeah. you know, like it doesn't really matter what you believe in. And so I don't know, that's always been a comfort to me is just watching movies that really make me feel good or question or challenge me, you know, in, yeah. in different ways. And yeah, like Jace, I grew up LDS and having that, like, I don't know, because when you're gay and you grow up in the church, they're really just isn't not that there's like not a place for you but there's just not there's only you can only grow so much within yeah the lds faith if you're gay yeah and so you're kind of forced to leave in a sense and i found that with myself i kind of just like had no choice but yeah. as a result you kind of just like lose what you believe in yeah at the same time yep and that can be like earth shattering. And at least for me, like I didn't really know what to do. Like, how do you, I mean, I, I think this is a common question with a lot of people. It's like, how do you like know morally what is good and what is bad? Like, and I think movies, at least for me, really resonate with me because it really opens you, opens you up to more experiences with life culturally. Like it just, like experiences that are not your own you know mm -hmm. what i mean and yep. i feel like that helps you connect and empathize a lot more with people oh yeah and it's been really freeing for me you know yeah and not to be cheesy but it really is just like a freeing feeling where you like you finally can like you know resonate and just like appreciate movies for you know, there are different beliefs and whatnot. What like are different lessons they're trying to teach you or whatever. Does yeah, that make sense? Totally. And I think that gets into even the name of the podcast. So the name, if you missed it in our terrible intro, <laughs> the we're name, working on it. <laughs> we're, you know, we're figuring it out step by step. But the name of the podcast is Cinematic Conversion because I think that's a feeling that Colin and I share. So, you know, Colin, when you talk about it's like kind of earth shattering, I totally relate to that. So while leaving the church, and let me preface, leaving the church was the right decision for Colin and myself. You right. know, that was a decision I knew, it just felt right, I needed to do it, and I'm so grateful that I did. I definitely feel like it was the right decision for me, and that doesn't mean that it wasn't incredibly hard. Right. You know, because I relate when Colin is saying, you know, you're just kind of left with, you don't know, like all of a sudden the world is huge, and you realize that you are this, you don't know anything about it. You don't know anything about the world. You mm -hmm. know a very small framework that you grew up in. Um, and it can feel hard to understand how to move forward. You know, what what is, what is meaning? What is purpose? Mm -hmm. You know, what do I exist for? How do I exist in the world? You know, and I think movies, like Colin mentioned, you know, so when I first started dating Colin, he was, you know, showing me all these movies that I, I, I'll be so honest. I was like, oh, period. I don't want to watch that. That sounds, you know, the first time, one of our first dates in a movie was Colin showed me Hereditary. And so I remember, you know, we had a glass of wine and I thought it was just going to be like the normal scary movies you see around Halloween that are designed to 
like make you jump and that's that's really it that is their purpose it's just to like give you a good scare to like get in the spirit for halloween and all of a sudden there's like this dark deeply thought-provoking movie and i was like what the hell I was like, portrayed in the most <laughs> violent disturbing way and I remember Jace was like, that was so cool, Colin, said, after it was over. <laughs> I said, surprised oh. he didn't break up with me. <laughs> I said, so I fell in love with the crazy guy. <laughs> but I said, you know what, period. Like, let's get curious. And I think that's also something I think movies has helped me with. It's like, well, let's get curious. You know, let's like start to think like, okay, you know, let's start to learn. So we started to watch more and more movies that I don't think I would have picked by myself. And I, Arrival was one of them that Colin showed me. And that was one of the first movies where I said, this is feels very profound to me. I think it spoke to a lot of things that I was interested in, and we'll do a whole deep study on, right. on Arrival. But along the same time, um, I'm in a book club with my grandma. Hi, Bam. I'm sure you're probably listening. An icon. An icon. We love my grandma. We call her Bam, and she has Bammy's book club. And we had read a book um, about a year ago called The Rent Collector. Um, short recap in The Rent Collector, you know, there's this poor Cambodian woman who doesn't know how to read and this cranky older landlord teaches her how to read. And there's a scene where when she's teaching her how to read, you know, the student is like, I like, why should I even care about this? And the cranky old landlord teacher responds with, you know, each of these words that is written, words are powerful. Words convey whole meanings and things. And um, that person specifically chose those words. And your job as the reader is to try to figure out why. Why did they tell me mm -hmm. this? And I think something shifted in my brain when I read that. And I started to view movies really differently too, where I started to be really curious and critical when I was watching a movie about, well, why? Why is this director you know, creating this movie? Why are they picking these elements? Why is this actor making these choices? What are they trying to tell me? Because they're human beings. You know, I think sometimes when I viewed movies before, like the creation of a movie seemed just so out there. And then as I was, you know, watching movies with you and you were telling me every fun fact under the sun <laughs> about its production, it really helped me start to understand like a lot of work went into this and mm -hmm. real life human beings that like you could see on the street with wants and feelings and needs, um, are, are making it. They're trying to tell me something. And what are they trying to tell me? And when I started viewing movies kind of with that curious lens, it started to kind of click that like, you know, we're a lot more alike than we are different. And so I was, I was, I think religion kind of became really a lot about humanity and, you know, what it means to be a human being. And movies, I think, have a really powerful way to show you the story of mm -hmm. somebody. We've talked about this before. You know, yeah. if you could see the entire movie of someone's life, you'd probably have a lot more sympathy and empathy for them. Mm -hmm. um, even when you can see that they've made wrong decisions and, and movies were so powerful in teaching me, oh, this is, this is why, you know, we're taught not to be selfish. This is why we're taught, you know, to work with others. This is why we're taught to tell the truth because you can see the full story of someone who's making just small decisions, you know, some quote unquote right, some quote unquote wrong. Mm -hmm. um, I know you can see the consequences of that. And I think movies really started to help me reconnect with the values that my parents taught me. That's what's funny is, you know, my parents are LDS and I love my parents so, so much. And the way that they are good people is through Mormonism. Um, and 
when that was not a pathway that was available to me, it, it felt really hard. It felt like all of a sudden all these great things that I associate with my parents, I didn't know how to connect to those things. And movies mm-hmm. have really helped me realize like my parents have been teaching me good things yeah. my whole life. You know, they might have done it through a religion, but it's given me a lot of respect and love from my mom and dad of, oh, you know, if I could watch the parent the, the, the movie of my mom and dad, I would be so proud of them. You know, I, I can mm-hmm. see that like they've made those tough decisions out of love and they've made those tough decisions, you know, to, to be good people, to always be good people. And I think I finally felt reconnected where I was like, you know, just because we might not get to it through the same avenue, I know my parents and I still share a lot of the same values about, you know, being kind and, and, and serving others and, you know, being patient and showing empathy and constantly trying to, to be a better person. And I think, that's why movies became so, you know, quote unquote spiritual or religious. You know, mm-hmm. I had my cinematic conversion where I was like, there's so much to be learned here. And I, I finally feel like I'm connected to that spiritual side I grew up with in a way that still makes space for me as a gay man. So, I, yeah. I, which sounds so dramatic. <laughs> like, some people are probably listening, like, it's truly not that serious. <laughs> and you know what? For you, maybe it's not. And that's totally fine. Movies do not have to be this you know, groundbreaking experience every time. There's so much joy and pleasure and just like an escapism right. fun movie. But there's also another side to it that's really beautiful mm-hmm. and can really teach you a lot. And I think that's why, at least for me, I love movies now and why I want to do the podcast. If there's other closeted gay kids who are struggling, if there's other people who are Mormon and religious who love their Mormon faith or love their religion, but still are looking to be connected to more of the world than just what is right around them, I think movies are a great way to do that. Yeah. But Colin, um, I've been trying to convince you to do this for literally a year and a half. So why, (laughs) why the podcast? Why did you finally say yes? Well, Cause you forced me to. No, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> Honestly, there's some truth to that. <laughs> no, I am very introverted, as people know, and I think this is something that is going to challenge me and mm-hmm. push me. And I think people are mostly aware—not everyone, but I think most people who know me will say that, like, "Oh yeah, Colin really enjoys movies. That's really what he likes to do." Mm-hmm. And that's true. And I think it's like an interest of mine that I, not that I'm like shy about, but I'm a little self-conscious about because movies are subjective, mm-hmm. you know, and like what resonates with me might not resonate with you. Like me and Jace don't, don't agree on every single movie. Yeah. Um, but it's, that's the, I think that's the beautiful thing about movies I think a lot of people just have like harsh opinions on movies, especially like, and it it can feel, I don't know. Sometimes I feel bad when people are like, well, no, that movie was shit, Colin. Like, what are you talking (laughs) about? Like, oh, it actually changed my life. (laughs) But thank you. It's like one of my favorite movies ever. (laughs) Thanks. But like, and I don't want to be that person either where like, I feel like I, my opinion on certain movies is superior to others, you know, like, even though Arrival really resonates with us and like it's like one of our favorite movies to another person, you know, it may not click or like it's just not made for them. And that's totally fine, yeah. you know? And I think what my goal is with the podcast for our five listeners <laughs> <laughs> is to 
not open your minds, but just be maybe I don't a know. safe spot yeah. to try out new movies and to hear other opinions. Yeah. And if you don't like those movies or the movies that we talk about, that's totally fine. And I think what's fun is having those discussions on like why yeah. you wouldn't like something or if you do like it, you know, it's fun to talk about movies that everyone enjoys, you know? Yeah. So, and that's, I don't know. I like having conversations about film with people and yeah. I like, you know, engaging in those discussions. If people don't agree, I like finding out why they don't agree. Um, and we want this to be a safe space for everyone. You know, like we just want people to enjoy what they enjoy essentially. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's something that is going to push me and challenge me. And that's one of my resolutions for 2024 is to challenge myself. And so this, that, yeah, that's why I'm here. Yay. So. And we're so glad. <laughs> I think, you know, cheesy, sappy warning. Um, so Colin was a big, a great teacher, I think, in helping me start to understand movies. And like I said, some of the movies when he first would recommend them, I was like, that sounds lame. <laughs> you know, and I was like, I don't want to watch that. But there's something about hearing someone talk about something they love that is really intoxicating and really interesting. And with each movie that we watched, this is where it gets sappy and cheesy, but I'm so sorry. <laughs> but with each movie that we watched, I felt like I was seeing more and more pieces of Colin. And I think it just, <laughs> I just was falling more and more in love with him. TV quite age, you know, like... There was just like so many deep and reflective thoughts inside this like fairly shy person. I mean, me and Colin have lived together for years now and he's not one to be saying how he feels all the time. Like there's a lot of times where I'm like, what is going on in his head? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> and I am someone who very much wears my emotions like on my sleeve, My you know, wears my heart on my sleeve. Like you can tell how I'm feeling all of the time. <laughs> and so movies were a great way, especially movies where he really loved them. I could stop and listen and um, he would kind of explain to me why he loved them and it would completely change my perspective. So all of that to say, you know, stay curious, you know, yeah. and like the best part about this podcast is Colin and I don't have film degrees. So if you disagree with what yeah. we say, what the hell do we know? You know, we don't know anything. We're just you two know, gays just with a, a hobby. Mic. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's just a hobby. It's just for fun. And it's just to challenge yourself and to start to think about the world. Um, once we, you know, get our shit together, excuse the language as well. I'm so sorry. But once we get our craft together. Pardon our French. Pardon it's going to happen a lot. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry to those people. But once we get our craft together, we'd love to be able to invite people to watch their favorite movie with us. And then, mm -hmm. you know, come on the podcast and talk about why they love that movie. I think there's so much power in hearing different perspectives. Cause like I said, there's just such a beauty in connecting with the humanity of other people and, right. and gaining that empathy and, and starting to understand like, Oh, I, I didn't catch that. But like coming from your experience and when you explain it to me, I, that's totally logical why this is resonating with you. And, and I've changed my mind. And I think there's nothing wrong with changing your mind about a movie you know, liking it the first time and not liking it the second time or not liking it the first time and liking it the second time. That's happened to me a million times. And so I think yeah. that's totally normal. And we just want to use the podcast as a way, like we said, A, is to spend time together. I love yeah. Colin and I want to spend time with him and we want to have a hobby. So that's reason number one. Reason number two is life can be so tough, you know, yeah. for anyone. 
And sometimes movies can really help alleviate that pain, even just for a moment. It can really help learn. It can help you learn. It can help you uh, help teach you some lessons. And I think that that's, that's powerful as well. And then come watch a movie with us and talk mm -hmm. about it because we love making friends and we love being with other people. Yeah. Anything else? I mean, that's why we love movies. Why a podcast? I mean, I think you nailed it. I think another part of the podcast, and this is seasonal, LOL, what I'm about to say. But one thing that I love about film is award season. So oh, yeah. that includes the Oscars. You know, I think the Oscars are stupid to a lot of people <laughs> because it's like, why is Hollywood patting themselves on the back, you know, yeah, and like giving each other awards? But I think another thing that I've learned, like, you know, with my journey with film is that like, I think people that work on movies, they work really, really hard totally. on certain aspects of the movie. And I do think that they deserve to be rewarded. You know, the Oscars are kind of my Super Bowl, if you will. They like during this time of year, that's like pretty much all I care about. So something I want to convey to a lot of people is what award season entails. I think a lot of people, when they think of the Oscars, you know, like they're annoyed because their favorite movies that they saw throughout the year don't get nominated or they don't win. Like, and I can see how that's totally annoying, you know, but I think if you learn what like the award season entails just in general, like it's pretty political yeah. and, um, it's really interesting if you dive deep into what award season entails. So we'll talk about that on our next episode. Yes. It's kind of what you need to watch out for before the Oscars. So it doesn't come as a surprise to you when certain people or movies win. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Colin also converted me to award season. That's not something I grew up doing. Um, and I'll just say this. It's the best medicine for seasonal depression. It, it really is. It it's a great yep. distraction. It so. gives you something to look forward to. It gives you something to do. And it's so fun to watch people fulfill their dreams. I'll say it. Yeah. I love, especially for an actor who has been overlooked or has been, really been working hard, like hearing their award speech if they win the Oscar, I cry every time. It's very <laughs> beautiful. It's very lovely. You know, it's a fun hobby. And in order to really appreciate that, you have to see the movies. Yeah. And that's something that I learned with Colin is award season became so much more fun when I had seen every movie that was nominated. Mm -hmm. Because I had movies that I wanted to win. I feel like I understood the conversations that were happening. Um, and it was just really fun. It was a really exciting time. And it helped me get through the winter. And it's something that you know, we want to share with, with everyone else. And so I think yeah. to end kind of our, in our last, you know, little bit here, we just want to talk about movies, surprise, surprise, um, our, our favorite three from 2023 and then the three we're most looking forward to for 2024. So Colin Ronald, what well, are your I'm going what first. Are, yeah, you're going first. <laughs> what are your favorite movies from 2023? Well, so I think number three for me, and I think a lot of people saw this movie, um, it's Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Period. Yeah. And I am not a big superhero genre fan. Mm -hmm. I'll just be honest. But I think this movie was pretty incredible on yeah. all fronts. I think the animation was groundbreaking. It was beautiful to watch. Had a great like cliffhanger, not to spoil anything, but yeah. <laughs> it's just a great 
you know, animated movie. And I really appreciate good animation. Yeah, so I that's, totally agree. Beautiful. It was a beautiful movie. We'll be brief on our favorites because... Yeah. We'll do full-length episodes. We'll do full-length episodes more <laughs> later on. Like and subscribe. <laughs> but what was your third favorite of the year? Uh, I don't think I have mine ranked. Okay, my third favorite <laughs> is probably Past Lives, which okay. I, don't, I don't think is surprising to you. Okay. Past Lives, and I understand if people find that movie boring. To me, I really like novelty in movies. So I like things I haven't heard about before or like things that really push my thinking and past lives totally did that it was a romance movie in a way i've never seen one done before Mm -hmm. with you know elements that were new with a culture that was new and it was really beautiful i just loved it i think i thought about it for a long time afterwards um greta is also greta lee is also just my mommy like just (laughs) so beautiful you know like i loved watching her um and so i think past lives is my number three from 2023 Okay, iconic. Very cool. (laughs) Number two for me is Oppenheimer. I knew it. I knew it. You know, Christopher Nolan 8, he did really good with this movie. Were we claiming Christopher Nolan? I think film bros felt like they had a claim to Christopher Nolan. And the girlies and the gays gays, are taking him back. The girlies and the gays are taking him back because he's a sweetie pie. He really is a sweetie pie. Like, after I've watched interviews and stuff with him, he's a sweetie. Yeah. Now, and this movie just... I, again, I'm not a huge fan of biopics either. And this is a pretty, you know, groundbreaking biopic. And I just found it, I don't know. I had never seen anything like it before. Yeah. You know, he made it super intense and entertaining. It's mostly just dialogue throughout the movie. But he did a great job. I was blown away by that movie. So that's number two for me. And Oppenheimer is one that you should watch out for, for award season it's probably going to get the most nominations so and again we'll do a deep dive on oppenheimer so yeah there's so much to say um my number two uh barbie iconic (laughs) which i did love oppenheimer this is what's hard is it's i think i just have movies that i enjoy but just i knew you're gonna pick oppenheimer i didn't want to pick the same as you but i think barbie for me showed that movies can still be silly and fun and have a serious message and have really profound moments. And I love that it was so accessible to so many people. I think so mm-hmm. many people went out and saw it and heard a really great message. And so, you know, bes- along with novelty, when I'm thinking about movies that I love, I love thinking about who is the target audience and how well did the director yeah. portray that message to their target audience. And, um, I think Greta Gerwig did an amazing job. I think she made a fun, silly movie with a really profound, digestible, understandable message, which I don't think is easy to do. Right. Um, And so I just love that. I think that that's fun and cute and silly and you can be silly and still be serious. Yeah. No, Barbie's great. I loved Barbie. It's not my top three. So don't cancel me, please. (laughs) But I loved it. I thought it was, I thought it was really great. So I'm not surprised to see Barbie in your top three. Okay, but number one for Mr. Collie. My number one is probably a movie that most people have not heard of, but my number one is Poor Things. That's mine as well. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Things is a movie made by a filmmaker named Yorgos Lanthimos, and he's one of my favorites. He's a weirdo. He's a psycho, but he's he just like 
makes movies that encapsulate pretty much everything I love about movies. He's really passionate about like the craft of the movie. So like the costumes, the production design, cinematography is always like top notch. Um, for all of his movies that I've seen from him, honestly, but especially this one, I feel like this movie was just so creative. If you don't know the premise of this movie really quickly, it's about, it's set in like a weird, almost alternate universe of like Victorian London. Yeah. So this woman, her name's Bella Baxter played by Emma Stone, who is incredible in this movie. She kills herself and because she has an abusive, you know, like family and whatnot, and she's pregnant, and this doctor finds her body, and he replaces, because he feels bad that, like, she's she's killed herself and whatnot, and so he brings her back to life. It's a Frankenstein-esque type movie, so he brings her back to the life, but back to life by, bring, like, using the baby's brain and putting it into the mom's head. So she really just has to like relearn how to do everything. Yeah. And it's really fascinating. It's like a clean slate. Like yeah. all of her memories and experience. So she's still in this, well, she's still an adult woman with no experience. So it's like right. a, a completely fresh start, clean state at life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it follows her journey, but keep going. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. So anyway, that's the premise is really, it's just following her and her learning about life again as this new person and it's just really fascinating to watch and so it is pretty graphic in a lot of ways so if (laughs) like nudity is something that is hard for you to watch totally understandable i would suggest not seeing this movie (laughs) i i don't think poor things is uh the first movie you should just deep dive into yeah if you you know are it's it's a really well-made movie. I would watch Yorgos's other films first. I think yeah, is my that's my recommendation a, that's to get an understanding of, because he portrays things in a really weird and creative and extreme way to mm-hmm. really drive home a certain point. Yeah, um, and we'll do like a whole Yorgos recap of our favorite movies. But similar to Colin, you know, I had gained a really big appreciation for him because we had watched his other movies. I was familiar with his style of movie making and. Um, I will say I always have to watch his films twice mm-hmm. because the first time there's just so many shocking things happening that I'm like not paying attention. I'm just clutching my pearls and like being like, what the hell is going on? And then the second time the shock values down and I'm like, this is actually like, wow. Like when I think about like, okay, what is he trying to tell me? You know, mm-hmm. then I'm like, that's actually a really beautiful message or it's challenging ideas I had about life and myself. And I have to really start to think of like, okay, you know, what, what do I think of that? Like if something made me uncomfortable or something challenged a worldview of mine, I have to think, okay, well, why? You know, mm-hmm. Why is that making me uncomfortable? And I think having had the experience of developing those skills before jumping into poor things was helpful to yeah. appreciate what the movie is because um, it's a really beautiful movie. And, and like Colin said, Emma Stone gives a great performance. Yeah. Um, okay, Kali Wally, coming up on 2024, <laughs> give me your top three. Okay. So my top three, at number three, I'm going to pick Furiosa. Slay, Anya Taylor-Joy, slay, slay, slay. (laughs) Furiosa, for those of you who are familiar with like Mad Max, it's in the same universe. 
So if you saw Mac, Mad Max Fury Road, I think it came out back in 2015. It is a pretty wild action movie. Oh, yeah. So, and it stars Anya Taylor-Joy. It's a prequel to Mad Max Fury Road. Which we love Anya Taylor-Joy. If you've mm-hmm. never seen her, she looks like a beautiful, beautiful alien. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's the actress in Queen's Gambit, if you saw yes. that. I love her face. I love her acting. I love everything about her. Sorry, just had to no, give a good. quick shout out to Miss Girl because we love her. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Number two for me is a movie called Mickey 17. Yeah. This movie was supposed to come out in March, but they've delayed it probably because of festivals. They want to premiere it at festivals, which we'll go into like festivals and what that means because it's pretty, I don't know, important for a lot of movies to premiere at festivals to get any sort of awards recognition. But we'll talk about that in full later. Next episode, tune in. But Mickey 17 is made by a filmmaker called, his name is Bong Joon-ho. And he, if you're familiar with his movies, he's made like Parasite, which is one of the, considered one of the best movies ever, which, actually. Why, why is Parasite a big deal? Well, Parasite was, I believe, don't quote me on this. I want to say it was the first movie to win Best Picture at the Oscars that was a foreign language movie. So that's a really big deal. The because movie's in Korean. Everyone. The movie is in Korean, yes. And don't let and that stop you. It's an yes. amazing movie. And you he, can read you subtitles. Can, if you guys can get over the one-inch bar- barrier of subtitles, it will open you up to a million different movies. Oh, yeah. That's a quote from Bong Joon-ho himself. It's a fun fact. And Colin and I have seen a lot of really great foreign films this mm-hmm. past year. So can, can validate that... It, it opens up you to it opens you up to a whole new world of movies. So yes, yeah. totally agree. And so I mean, this one is not going to be a foreign language movie because it stars Mark Ruffalo, who plays the Incredible Hulk in the MCU, um, and Robert Pattinson. So I'm looking forward to it. Know nothing about it, but because it's Bong Joon Ho and he's really reliable, it's yeah. number two for me. So heavily anticipated. And then number one, it would be blasphemous if I did not say this, is Dune Part 2. End period. This movie was supposed to come out last year, and I was so devastated when it got delayed because of the strikes. But, you know, now I have a really anticipated movie to look forward to this year. So I don't know what else I can say about that. We'll talk more about Denis Villeneuve. He's the director um, we'll talk about him later. In he directed Arrival. Episodes. Yes, he did. So we loved Denis. So, yeah, very much looking forward to that. Okay, mine are pretty much the exact same. <laughs> and I will just throw in two others. Okay. Wicked Part 1. Iconic. Because... How is this not on my list? I don't know. Being an Ariana Colin and I saw Wicked for our very first time in New York. <laughs> Um, on Broadway this past, like June 2023, and it was so fun, and I'm so excited to see the movie, and it has so many just amazing people mm-hmm. in that movie, so Colin's love of his life, Ariana Grande. I'm an Ariana apologist, yeah, through and through. Through and so. through. Don't get us started. Our dog is named Ari, so just let us be. <laughs> just let us live. Um, it also has Jonathan Bailey, who we love. I yes. love, you know, if you know Jonathan Bailey, you know Jonathan Bailey. Uh, Cynthia. Arrivo. Arrivo. She's playing Alphaba. Has the best voice of She's anyone icon, alive yes. today. So just really, I think it's going to be a really good movie. And I'm excited to see what it looks like. And then the other one that I'm throwing out, 
just because for those of you who don't know, I work at Primary Children's. Um, I do a lot with community outreach specifically for mental health for children and adolescents. And Inside Out 2 is coming. Oh, and okay. I just think I love the idea of making emotional health and emotional regulation understandable and enjoyable for kids. Um, and I just think it's a great opportunity to really help your kid understand how to be a person, how to handle big feelings. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really excited for Inside Out 2 because there's also just like cool science, you know, in that they involve in the movie in a really fun, creative way. And I... I love that. So those yeah. are probably, I mean, what altogether like five movies we're really looking yeah. forward to. So mm -hmm. we're pretty excited. Um, okay, everyone. Thank you so much for joining. Just some logistics, some housekeeping. We're planning on releasing episodes every Tuesday and Friday. Mm -hmm. uh, so plan on tuning in if you want to hear about the movies we're watching. Um, next episode, we're going to be going over kind of our reaction to the Golden Globes and the Critics' Choice Award. And then... Uh, Colin's going to do a good job of kind of explaining award season, just like mm -hmm. the ins and outs and how to Maybe understand. Not a great job, so if you're interested in being like, what even is this? How do I get involved? How do I start caring yeah. <laughs> about who wins and what's going on? Um, feel free to tune in next time. Uh, and with that, we made it through our first episode. We made it through our first episode and a big thank you. And we'll see you on Friday. Bye.